Being in business for yourself can be scary. Get small business savvy with Maureen and Crystal. With 24 years of experience between them, join as they discuss how to work hard and work smart. Hello, and welcome back here to Small Business Savvy Podcast. And we are going to be talking about a giant today that is known out there as Facebook. If you do not know what Facebook is... I, I really, I, I don't know, maybe you've been living under a rock for a while, <laughs> but today we're going to be discussing how to beat that dragon, that beating the Facebook algorithm. And yeah, so this should be a pretty interesting discussion because there is of course a lot of information out there about Facebook. There's a lot of contradicting information about Facebook and algorithms in general. And so we're going to discuss a little bit of our thoughts today. And you know, they may be, they may be right. They may be in between who knows, but hopefully this gives you some insight of beating the Facebook algorithm out there and what might work for you specifically looking into things like your analytics and stuff like that. So Maureen, how are you today? I am good, and I actually have the solution to beating the Facebook algorithm. Oh, you do? Okay. Yes, give them your money. Once you pay for things, they show it to everyone. Boy, that was a short episode. See y'all next week. <laughs> you know, this is true. That I think it kind of does basically boil down to that. So uh, yeah, let's, let's hope that maybe this will help out a little bit. <laughs> I, I have such a love-hate relationship with Facebook. I really do. I love being able to keep in contact with my, my family that's far away and my friends from, from high school and even farther back. But for business, I hate it. I hate it. I, I really do. I'm right there with you. It's, it's definitely, it's a beast. That's for sure. That's why I, I, a lot of times I hear Facebook as referred to as the dragon and it, it really is. So like we were talking about when it comes to Facebook, it's a love hate relationship. And let's be real when it comes to marketing on Facebook, that's not usually the first thing that everybody says is their favorite thing to do when it comes to social marketing. Facebook is a tough algorithm to crack because it revolves around basically another platform. You are subject to somebody else's platform and what they think is going to be relevant to their consumers that are on that app. So Facebook wants to keep people on their app. So you have to create content that will actually attract people. And when you do this, Facebook sees that you have engagement and they are more likely to possibly promote you on their feeds. So you have to keep people coming to their app. You have to keep thing, things relevant. And it's basically kind of that simple you know, despite what Maureen said, putting your credit card down there, which is another really simple way to, uh, to beat the Facebook al algorithm out there. So, um, you know, I, yeah, what, what, when it comes to content, Maureen, what do you think about co posting content to Facebook? What are your thoughts? Well, I think it's hard for people like you and I, who've been around for a long time because we were we were on Facebook back when it was new. Well, not brand new because it was in the college realm before, but new, new to us, you know, digital marketers. And we got really used to being able to put whatever we wanted up there and everybody that followed us or were friends with us got to see it. It didn't mess with distribution at all. So we got really, really used to having this really cool, really free way to share our content. And then they moved us over to business pages. Then they started saying, hey, you have to disclose if you're working with somebody. And then they started messing with the algorithm. And 
I understand because for a long time, Facebook did not make any money and they needed to figure out how they could make money. And the way they do that is by pushing you toward paid ads. Um, So I I think those of us that have been around for a while had a little bit of an, an attitude adjustment we needed to go through. But if you think about it, you wouldn't expect to go to Time Magazine and be like, hey, run my print ad for free. You know, you just, you wouldn't even expect that. So to have that kind of attitude of like, oh, well, Facebook owes me, you know, Facebook needs to show my content for free. Um, it, it's kind of the same thing, except that it did used to. So I understand why people have that attitude. But I, I have, again, mixed feelings about sharing things on marketing on Facebook. I love that when you run a Facebook ad, you can hyper-target down to zip codes where people live or you know, their interest or even sometimes what other pages they follow. I love that aspect of it. So I, once I get past the idea that I should be able to put you know, one of my blog posts up or one of my products up and have everybody flock to it for free, if I start thinking about it as an advertiser and I say, okay, I'm going to put some money behind this, then I love it because it is so hyper-focused. I think you can almost get more detail with who you're targeting on Facebook than you can in Google ads. I mean, Google ads is another great platform, but I feel like Facebook, you can get even more kind of honed down. So that part of it, I really like. Um, but again, I just have to kind of keep in mind, okay, this is going to cost me a little bit. There's, there's no free lunch on Facebook. And I think that that's something, like you said, we've kind of had to have a attitude adjustment on looking at Facebook and understanding that just as much as we want to keep people on our blogs or our websites, Facebook wants to do the same exact thing. You know, they're essentially doing the same exact thing that we're trying to do. So they're not exactly the enemy when it comes to the algorithm. It's just learning how to become friendly. I guess you could say, with the algorithm. So looking at content and things of what you should be posting on Facebook, there's a lot of different information out there. And most of all, it does take some research to figure out what you should be posting on your Facebook page. And first and foremost, and I know we've talked about this on other episodes for other platforms and your blog, when is the last time that you actually took an in-depth look into your insights on Facebook. And if this is not something that you haven't like looked into in the last month at the very least, I would say, then you really need to take a look at your Facebook insights today. And that is something that you can go to your Facebook page and you can easily access and it'll give you information on who is coming to your Facebook page, what type of content they're interested in and those kind of things. And you can kind of base your content off of that. So get to know your audience and understand why people are coming to your page and why they are engaging because those could potentially be the type of consumers and people that you are trying to reach. Now, I know that this next argument is something that some people are for and some people are against. A lot of people believe that if you are posting content that isn't getting interaction, then this type of content is not necessarily appealing to your audience and that's something that you need to take a look at. Many people go in with this mindset that social media, like we were talking about earlier, is just you know posting whatever appeals to them and they kind of forget that yes we should be posting you know things that we agree with and, and trying to gain the consumer that we also want but at the same time we also kind of have to have a give or take notion where we take a look at what the consumer is also wanting from us as well so i don't know maybe you maybe you disagree or kind of agree with that on that maureen what are your thoughts 
I guess I would add a little caveat. Um, if there have been times where I have posted something that I was fairly confident my audience would be interested in, and it was absolute crickets. And you know, you kind of go through that self-doubt of, do I not know my audience as well as I thought I did? What's going on? And if you look underneath, when you post on a business page, you look underneath, it tells you how many people it's been showed to. So if you have, you know, an audience um, in the tens of thousands and you're getting crickets on a post, go look and see how many people it's been showed to. Because I have had a, a, the example I was using before where I go and I look and it's been showed to 50 people. That's 5 and I go, okay, well, maybe it's not so much that they're not resonating with the content as much as they're not seeing the content. So that might be something, again, if I feel like it's, it's something that would have been really valuable, I might throw a couple dollars behind it and just promote it to my audience and then immediately see the engagement go up. So I say, yes, you're right. If, if people aren't engaging with your content after they've seen it, um, it might be a lack of interest or you're not relating to them, but just make sure they're actually seeing it before you go and discount it completely because sometimes Facebook's just not showing it. And it, it really depends on what the content is as well. If you have um, something that, like you said, has a link that's going to take them off the page, Facebook is going to squash that super quick. So if you're trying to promote a YouTube video or you're trying to get them to go over to your website and look at something, that might be the reason why it's not being shown. So that might be something you need to put some money behind. That's a really, that's a really, really, really excellent point. I'm so glad that you brought that up because that's, that's huge to think about. And I think that that's a big thing too, is that a lot of times people get really frustrated with their content. I know I do where I feel like, oh my gosh, and I'm very, I make almost like a knee jerk reaction where I start changing my content because I don't think anybody's looking at it. But like you said, in all reality, it just could be that nobody's actually ever had the chance to see it. So that's kind of makes you think about your content too, that you're posting that perhaps maybe instead of posting a link to your actual YouTube channel, maybe you need to just do maybe a basic clip of the video that you have and then tell people, you know, go check out my YouTube channel at maybe just put the YouTube channel name if you can or something to that nature, maybe test that theory out. Also, I know I used to do that a lot with my YouTube channel and that was actually pretty successful. I don't know why I stopped doing that. I think it's just because it was just so much work to make so many clips. Um, but at the same time, it did work. And also, you know, maybe start looking into not just always promoting a blog post, but maybe also putting a, me a meme out there or a quote or those kind of things to keep people coming back to your Facebook page and encouraging Facebook to show your content. So while this is another topic that gets kind of a little discussed, while you should post what you are passionate about to attract the audience you want to attract, you also need to be aware of who is actually coming to your page. So if you, for example, if you are a garden business who is suddenly posting political posts on your Facebook, you might actually be losing your audience because maybe people are just coming for the garden aspect and they don't really care what your political stance might be. So keep it relevant to maybe a social interest about like the bee loss epidemic or how you can help as a community. If you want to become more social or you want to become more political or a community style stance and you want a voice out there, that's a little more than just how to plant your rutabagas. You know, you can talk about some of those actual things that are in relation to your content, you know, keep it relevant and related to that. So you can get personal without really swaying from your niche, so to speak. 
Yeah, politics is is tricky. It's it's tricky in families, it's tricky in life, and it's definitely tricky in business. Um, everybody's so divided these days. Pretty much, if you take a, a, a political stance, you are going to alienate half of your potential customers because it's that's just how things seem to be be going these days. There have been some brands that have navigated this fairly well. Um, the one that jumps to mind, probably because they're local to me, is Penzi Spices. Mm-hmm. They started off as just a Milwaukee-based um, spice company, and they've expanded quite rapidly over the last uh, 10, 20 years, and they have stores all over the country now. But Bill Penzi's known for being very, very political. His wife was a teacher. Um, we had some political upheaval in our state when our governor um, <clears throat> basically deunionized uh, education. And I mean, there, politics were everywhere at that point. There were all kinds of companies that got involved. But at that point, Bill Penzi got very, very political. And it shored up the the his customers that felt the same as him. He alienated a lot of people that said they would never shop there again. Um, but you know, he certainly survived and thrived because he's continued to grow. So it worked for him. He even came out with some spice boxes that were like to honor teachers. And some of them, um, you know, he was doing free giveaways for teachers at one point. So he definitely took a stand. He did not waver. He was very, very vocal about it. Um, And he got actually quite a bit of publicity around it. Again, it's one of those things there. He probably did lose you know, a number of customers, but I, he probably attracted some as well. And that's a very good example. I feel like if you can take a stance on that level, you know, no matter what side of the coin you might disagree or agree with this specific example on, if you have a company that can do something like that, where, you know, he created a product around his stance, you know, that made sense. And sometimes there can be a a positive with a little bit of negative, but a a more positive kickback in the long run. And it kind of goes back to how we talked about in one of our previous episodes, you know, just make sure that you're not wavering on your stance. If you're going to make a stance make a stand and that's it. Be done with it. Don't come back and, you know, two weeks later and be like, well, I apologize to the people that I offended and this, that, and the other. You can't do (laughs) that's going to probably just make it worse. So it's best that if you're going to make a political stand to just stand and stand firm in that and use it to the best of what your topic is about. So the next way that we're going to talk about beating this Facebook algorithm is to engage, engage. Let me say it one more time. Engage. Social networking is called social for a reason, networking for a reason. You need to absolutely try your best to be responding to every single comment on your Facebook page. I understand that, you know, not all comments are going to be friendly or kosher, and there might even be an overwhelming amount of them. However, you need to decide how you're going to handle every single one of these type of comments as well. So engage with your comments that you can try like asking a question to maybe the consumer that is speaking on to the comment page there. So get people actually talking in the comments, respond back to them with those things to get them to respond again, because this actually brings people back to your page. And of course, like we said, Facebook wants to see people staying on their app. So if they see people engaging in conversation on your 
your business Facebook page, this is going to encourage Facebook to want to continue to put your information out there and make you relevant. So engaging with your audience is very, very important. I understand that if you're getting like if you're one of those people that is getting thousands of comments on one post, I know that that can be very difficult, but do your best to try to go through, you know, and either like or respond with maybe a question or get people engaged in talking. That's the best way to keep them on your page. And just make sure that you have a policy ahead of time. You don't have to state it, but at least in your own mind, you have a policy of what you will and you won't tolerate. There's a big difference between somebody disagreeing, you know, in theory with something that you might have said versus somebody who says, you know, cr launches a personal attack and is, you know, saying, well, you're stupid or you're ugly or I'm, some of the things that people say kind of floor me. I'm just like, really, you mm. type that in, you hit send. You really thought that was appropriate. Right. But um, while Facebook doesn't have the ability to turn off comments, you can filter comments. So if you go in through the back end, you can filter out certain words. Uh, I have every curse word I can think of in that filter, as well as words like fat, ugly, uh, you know, just the typical kind of comments, I think stupid as well. Um, but what it does is it puts that comment so that other people can't see it. The person who posted it can still see it and they don't even realize it's been filtered, but your general audience won't see it. I've had to enact that a few times uh, through the years and it's, it's very helpful. Agreed. It's yeah. It, I, I utilize that as well. I even utilize it on places like YouTube and things like that too, filtering comments. So um, we kind of, we've already touched a little bit on this and I think Maureen just had some really, really excellent points about boosting engagement. So as we kind of mentioned before, Facebook tends to be a pay to play platform these days and you will want to actually occasionally invest in marketing your, your content by boosting your posts. It is recommended by experts to boost to people who actually watch your page. This gets eyes on your content of people who are already interested in your actual content content. They might just have forgotten that they follow you or they don't see your page in their feed. And this will also encourage them to engage in your content and bring them actually back into, or excuse me, bring you back into their feed again. So, because as we all know with Facebook, it can be kind of annoying sometime on a personal level, but for businesses, this is fantastic. If you start engaging in a specific Facebook page or group or, you know, whatever it is on, on that platform, you're going to see that more in your feed because Facebook as the algorithm sees, oh, this is something that you enjoy. So they're going to keep feeding it to you because they think that that's going to keep you on their app and reading and scrolling and all that good stuff. So it is very important to try to get the people who are already looking at your page and interested in your content coming back to your page. So you also should share some of your content to your personal page. This is something that kind of helps out because a lot of times, hopefully, you've got supportive friends and family on your Facebook page that are interested in your content as well. But again, this is a very delicate subject too, so don't overdo it to annoy your real life friends. But for about every 10 personal posts, maybe try sharing one business page post to your personal page. This boosts engagement and also gets your friends, like I said, and family involved as well. So these are just- That's yeah. That's only really helpful if your friends and family are actually your target audience though, right? Because yeah, I would think so. if, if I'm boosting or if I'm sharing a business post to my friends and family and I'm like, hey, you know, do me a solid and share this and they're sharing it and they're not somebody who would typically be my customer. They're just doing it because, you know, they like me. 
Um, I'm thinking that might mess with the algorithm a little bit. So that's one of the reasons I haven't actually done a lot of that because, I mean, usually if it's something like I have a cool giveaway and I think people will be interested in or, so, you know, like they would actually enter it, they just need to know about it kind of thing, then I might. But I've been kind of careful with that just because a lot of my friends and family aren't actually my target audience. Um, and I, I do love the idea of boosting it or, yeah, boosting it to the people that are already a warm um a warm audience, like they've already liked your page, but I, one of my favorite things to do is to go and boost it to somebody who is following the competition. So I did a, a project with Home Depot and I boosted that page to everybody who was following Lowe's page because I figured, hey, they're interested in, you know, home improvement and things like that, but they might not be following Home Depot. So I'll make sure that I'm getting those people as well. So if you have, you know, a small local business and you're a hairdresser, it's not a bad idea to maybe target the the people who are following your competition as well. I think it's it's really taking the time to understand what your audience is looking for or what your potential audience could be looking for. You know, that's that's a really important thing. So I'm not saying you have to be a marketing expert to understand all of this, but I think it really does help to understand how to properly properly market to a demographic or to a potential audience. And hopefully some of these tips that we've given you today will kind of help you with that because I think they are really, really, really valuable tips to keep in your arsenal. So hopefully this helps you out. So Facebook, you know, like we said, it can be a beast, but if you feed it the right way, it will be happy. It will pay off. So give it some time, get to know your audience, start posting content that people who you already follow, maybe they want to engage in or you Wait, know, to- hold up. We haven't talked about one of the big topics that people talk about with uh, Facebook as far as beating the algorithm, which is live video. Video. Oh, that's a whole nother beast. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but we have to at least touch on it or people are going to be like, well, wait a minute. Do they not know about live video? <laughs> a whole nother beast. I feel like that could be another 20-minute conversation. It totally <laughs> could, but we should probably at least uh, insert in there that, you know, as far as I can tell, Facebook is still favoring the live video feed in, uh, in its algorithm. And I know the problem there is not everybody is comfortable with live video. It is mm-hmm. certainly not my, you know, my uh, method of choice. I like to have things all edited and curated and I can upload it when it's ready. But my friends that do live videos swear that it still gets the best response of anything they do on Facebook. So it keeps people something to think about. And speaking of Facebook, if you guys are interested, please be sure to head out to our Facebook page at small business savvy podcast and give it a like. That's where you will see when we have a new episode up every week, what the topic is. And you guys can go out there and chit chat a little bit. Let us know your thoughts on Facebook, what you thought of this week's episode. We would love to hear from you. And until next week, is it wrong that I want to make a joke that they should like our Facebook page, but won't see any of our posts? Yeah, no, go for it. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously, guys, uh, work hard, work smart. We'll see you next week.